This episode of Where Did It All Go Right is sponsored by Pearson. Pearson is the world's learning company, supporting talent and helping everyone to make progress in their lives through learning. Working with teachers and education experts, Pearson provides a wide range of qualification routes, so you can pick the course which suits you best to develop your creativity and stand out in the crowd. Visit them online at go.pearson.com forward slash where did it all go right. Hello, we're romping through season two of Where Did It All Go Right? I'm Ali Jones and we've got another great guest who will tell you about the pivotal moments in her career. We hope to inspire and entertain you. So this week's guest is Maddie Anholt. She's an actress, comedian, writer, presenter and broadcaster. What doesn't she do? Uh, she's performed at Edinburgh and the Soho Theatre, which is where we met. Maddie, thank you so much for talking to me. Because I know it's a busy time for you. Yeah. About to launch this this new show. Yeah. So what stage are you at? You, you said you were writing really early this morning. Oh uh, yeah. So I I've done uh, this has been my fifth one woman show, and I took I wouldn't say a break by any means, but I, I didn't do a new show for the last two years. I produced a show, and I did what well, like was gigging, and so. I was waiting to do this show and it just felt like the right time. So I wrote it. Um, this is a very different show for me because I worked as a character comedian for many years, eight years. And this is straight stand-up, but it's a subject very personal to me that I think is... <laughs> when I tell you, when I speak about it, you'll go, "What? how is that funny? And it's not, but... <laughs> yeah, because the title, How to Train Your Psychopath... <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're going to have to give us a little bit more information. So How to Train Your Psychopath, it is, um, so it's first draft down. My first work in progress preview is on the 4th of December in Hoxton in London. And then basically from January, I am going all over the place. So it's basically a look at, I found myself in every relationship I went into, it just seemed like I was following the same cycle, which was, um, this is, you know, years back now. Um, controlling relationship after co- controlling relationship, these kind of coercive control relationships, and um, we've got you know a little bit of that in our um, in our family. It just felt like everyone in my family was falling into this very controlling, and it's not just like oh y- you can't wear this, you can't. It's not that. It's beyond that. It's the gaslighting and the you know the mind control really. Mm. And so when it when everything I, I sort of stopped and went well I'm not going to do this anymore and I need to work out the reasons so I went on a bit of a crash course on learning about narcissistic personality types and sociopaths and psychopaths oh and it was so interesting and um I was reading up I was just I wouldn't st- I just couldn't stop reading about it and I just everywhere I went I was like he's a psychopath he's a psychopath oh god there she goes she's a sociopath and like everyone around me um and then basically so my show is based around this invention that I have created which is called a psychometer and a psychometer you have to come see the show a psychometer is a very advanced piece of technology um, which basically tracks where we are as individuals on that scale from super empath to extreme psychopath and where someone else is and what the different shades of that are Um, and it's basically just to raise awareness of it's my personal story but it's um, it's a kind of funny um, pointing a finger at myself, look at how I was 
it's beyond being a pushover. Being as I'm, a, I'm an empath. It's like, how did I let so much stuff? How did how does so much stuff just happen? <laughs> And I was being quite therapeutic for you. Yeah, it is. Um, and I'm, uh, I've just teamed up with Women's Aid on it, which is really exciting. It's all very new. Um, and they uh, worked with Mel B, who had a story about being in a coercive control relationship. The Labour politician Rosie Duffield did a speech that went viral. I connected with her on that. Uh-huh. Um, and we basically just, I, I went and spoke to Women's Aid and I was like, look, I feel like, because I'm going to be touring it and I'm going to go all around the unis and then of course I'll do the fringe and then I'll tour it a bit more. I feel like this is, people are really waking up to what these personality types are and what they can do to people um, and people's lives. But it's really interesting that you've turned something which obviously was a big problem mm. for you into something funny. Yeah. And something also which will help your career, no doubt, as well. You've turned it into a real positive. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, um, I've been doing comedy 10 years next year. I honestly feel like people listen and people hear information when there's a bit of a comedic twist to it. Very rarely. I mean, I actually was at the stage this morning where, when it because it's such a hard-hitting subject, I wrote the show and it's 27 pages uh, as like a TED talk. And this morning I was looking at it going, this isn't funny. Oh God. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, I need to write another one. Because what I started doing at first was, because I'm, I'm back in stand-up now, it's like just putting joke after joke after joke and it kind of had no substance, no story. Um, so now I'm kind of weaving the, finding the comedic stuff in it mm. and pulling that out um, but do you find you get to a stage when you're about to open a show when you're like I want to rip the whole thing up this is just awful because oh, you've looked at it too much every so, single time how you, <laughs> so how do you stop yourself doing that um, I think it's to do with self-limiting beliefs and knowing what they are and when you know, I have I basically have this crazy thing where so this is going to sound like I'm completely avoiding your question and I'm not it's going to link okay good <laughs> so um, I had this thing where I would do a half marathon every year and I'd go, right, the years I do half marathons means I have to be super disciplined and I'm going to put that into my work. And then last year I was like, do you know what? I want to do the London marathon. And if I can do the London marathon, then I can do this show because it's going to be really tough to do this show. So I did the London marathon, I mean, worst decision of my life. And <laughs> you did it though? I did it. And, you, and how long was your time? Oh, let's not even do it. No. Okay. It, was, um, it was something like five hours, 50. It you was the it. year that was... Was it last year or the year before? It was the year when it's 24 degrees. Oh, well, then you could have done it on a a rainy day in three hours. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I mean, actually, my halves were two hours, so I was like, oh, well, I'll get it in five. Oh, God, anyway. Um, (laughs) So with with me doing the marathon and everything like that, I thought, okay, I've got it in me to be able to have this willpower and this belief in myself, really, because that's like, I would say, 60% of running a marathon is just believing that you can do it. Um, so I keep trying to, you know, pull on that, and I'm starting deliberately slowly with this show. So, on the fourth of December, will be mainly invited guests and a few other people that have kind of tweeted and gone, "Oh, I'll come," and then Women's Aid, and then some directors, PRs, and agents. Um, which sounds scary, but it's is incredibly is, scary. But you, you know, I find it scarier. Room full of unknown people going, "Okay, here's my soul on a <laughs> on a plate. What do you want?" But, but when you've got people like agents and directors in there, you're sort of thinking, "This has got to be really, really good because yeah. this is potentially I mean, these, my future." Well, these are my agents, so that's fine. The director, it's still your future, though, isn't it? I've I've p- progressed past that point now. I think where I used to do the whole thing of waiting for people to give me work and like 
you know, I think women um, especially can be in that kind of imposter syndrome space very easily where we're like, please, please give me work and I, and I promise I'm good and I have to prove myself. I'm just sitting at home waiting for that email. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, why hasn't this person got back to me? Or maybe I said something wrong and like really questioning ourselves and actually you know I, I, not all the time but I'm really consciously mindfully trying to do a thing right now of kind of checking myself talking being like look okay it's the first show it's not going to be perfect actually it's quite nice I, I love going to see comedians doing work in progress I'm not sure about mine but because I find it it can be really exposing and that's what I find exciting you love being scared I definitely wouldn't say I love being scared I love I love pushing myself to new limits. Well, what strikes me, yeah, definitely, because you really seem... I mean, we talked about this as stand-up, but you've done loads of other stuff, actress teaching, writing. Mm -hmm. I'll let you pull your tea as well. Don't worry, I'll keep talking. Um, But you also seem a real... A real businesswoman because mm. done all this sponsor- I want to talk to you about all this sponsorship that yeah, you've done yeah. about how you know a lot of people would be put off doing a show going to Edinburgh because mm. of the financial problems yeah. and, and sp- people I've spoken to in the past they said oh lucky I have my parents to help and that yeah. sort of thing but you've decided that I'm just going for it and I'm going to get the money myself how, where's that come yeah, from so I well I come from a very driven family I mean incredibly dri- uh, driven my parents have internationally you know renowned children's writers they've written over 200 books my sister works for the UN my twin brother is exhibiting at the Saatchi he's an artist like we don't stop in our family I'm quite exhausted actually this is why I'm drinking so much coffee and tea but basically I was like okay I know that I want to get to the fringe it costs between eight and ten thousand pounds to do you're serious yeah in a big paid venue for the month Uh, and that's all expenses you know like everything incurred so I remember the first year I thought I'm just not I'm working I was working two or three jobs in London um, and I just I don't know how I'm going to make it happen yet I don't want to wait you know four or five years to get this money together to to do a show when I feel like it's going to help my career so I was working in marketing at the time after I graduated from from drama school which I'd scrimped and saved for in itself and then I basically realised that uh, you know, a lot of I hate this term struggling creative. I hate it because that's a choice. And I know people will, will be a- are angry when I say that because they're like, no, it's not a choice. You I'm have trying no idea. my best. I'm trying my best. You come from this. Actually, I don't. But I made that little switch in my head that said, if you say you're a struggling creative, you will be a struggling creative. So why not rebrand yourself? And I rebranded myself quite literally as a creative agency. So I was like, Who's got the money in this industry? Well, brands and companies have the money. Individuals, not so much. Some do. It's very difficult. Arts Council, not really. It's very difficult to get. Grants, again, difficult to get. So what can I, or the creative, what can they give back to a brand? And what we can give back is a very niche kind of marketing. It's basically product placement from an individual. Um, So I created this, um, this pack, which I call the Partnership Proposal Pack, uh, over the course of um, ye- a certain number of years and my last four shows I've had fully sponsored by companies and it's not like I w- they, they own me for that year. We work together, it's a partnership, very much a partnership. 
So I'm right now, alongside trying to do the show, is looking for my next brand partner. It's almost as if you did a degree in business, but you didn't. <laughs> it's just something that you just decided because it makes a lot life a lot easier, doesn't it? When you know you've got the financial backing yeah. behind you. But people must come up to you, other stand-ups and uh, people in the business, and go, "Oh, yeah." It's, it's kind I, of light bulb moment. I isn't mean, it? yeah. It actually just this week, I've done an event for Equity, uh, an article for the British Comedy Guide, and an article for Funny Women on all on the same thing. <laughs> Um, and I actually in January will be doing uh, a course which is called the Right W R I T E Right Start to 2020, which is effectively teaching creatives how to be business-minded, um, how to get rid of self-limiting beliefs, and how fundamentally to make money um, alongside how to write scripts, how to get commissions. Yeah, because I, I, I just I saw a fly about that that you'd uh, that you tweeted out because how to get commissioned. It's great having a great idea. Yeah. But it's, what yeah. is your one bit of advice if you could give that about how to get commissioned? I Learn everybody's email address. <laughs> I think uh, if I could give one piece of advice, it would be never sit down and write a full series. And I can tell you from bitter, bitter past regret, I have sat there for hours, I mean months really, and written series and then... And it's like my baby, and I'll take it to agents, or I'll take it to production companies, and I think this is it, and then no one will look at it, and I'll go. That was so five months of my depressing. life. Depressing. So actually, I would say, learn how to do a proper treatment. If you come to my course, I'll teach you. Um, <laughs> learn how to do a brief, a proper brief. Learn how to sell yourself as part of the product, and not like that. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, I just spilled ice out my mouth. <laughs> Not Sorry, like that. That's tea, Devon. Right? Nobody would have known that. You didn't have to mention Sorry, that. Sorry, I thought you were doing it. Uh, oh God, she hasn't just said that. Just forget I'm a comedian. I'm trying to rein it in. Um, how to write a proper treatment, and then um, how to do a sample script, a set of sample scenes, and that is. So when I teach, when I do these courses, which I run through my own academy, um, my academy is basically not your standard. Let's learn how to write a script. It's Let's learn how to get ideas out quickly, effectively, and make money. Make money. That's because you're about. well. Also, you know, you spend a lot of time in, in a creative job, doing paperwork and yeah. doing all that stuff. And if you had a proper nine to five, yeah, you get paid for that, but you don't yeah. get paid for that. So anything that you do, anything that you spend your time on, mm. you've got to try and work, make it work for you. You've got to you? make it work. You've got. I think there's there's no. I looked around and there was no one short course, evening course, the creatives that could go on that would teach them how to do things like get into brands and offer to write their comedy content or write their content and make, you know, between 500 and 1,000 a day from it. Um, so don't get me wrong, I'm not rolling in it at all, by any means. Turned up the limo outside the theatre. <laughs> by any means, although someone did tweet me the other day when it was equal pay day going, go and share your salary then. And I thought, mate, if you had any idea, you would be... <laughs> but it's, it's all about having a positive mindset as yeah. well, isn't it? That, it is. That really strikes me about you as well, just going for it. Yeah, you have to. And, and when you started out doing the whole... I need to get to Edinburgh and you there must have been times though when you had doors slammed in your face and you oh, must have God. thought oh is it really worth it shall I just give up now I mean I probably I would say on average have six to ten doors slammed in my face a week um I two months ago emailed called up my agent and went right that's it I'm done you've got to December I'm finished and she was like why because I, I was up for a lead in a really exciting new ITV comedy got really close didn't get it and I and I'm normally quite good at kind of letting things go but this one in particular you really thought that was yours I just it just felt right and I was like oh, 
here we go. Ten years next year, of course, it's for me. But then you have to you have to know that it wasn't meant for you, as painful as that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is it's tough. But I kind of made the decision now that I've gone so long by being with being my own boss and not working. There's no turning back now. I can't. can't. I mean, I always describe it like this. I always say it's like when you call BT or you know whatever. And you've been on the phone for 46 minutes and you're losing the will to live. But you think, I can't give up now because that's 46 <laughs> minutes of my life. And then when someone does pick up, you forget why you called. And <laughs> that's what my career is like. That's but what it's like. You see, that's you. But a lot of people would, would hang up mm. probably after three minutes. You yeah. see, 46 minutes. That, I think that sums no, you up. I shouldn't have. <laughs> God, I'm not doing this for 46 years more. That's for sure. <laughs> but um, you say the ITV thing didn't happen. Mm. But other doors open. Because you're doing a film, aren't you? Called... Um, Kelly? Yeah, just done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's exciting. Yeah, so we just we just filmed that. That was with Scroobius Pip, yeah. which was really exciting. Um, and yeah, I basically I'm what I'm doing at the moment is I'm I'm sort of picking doing a lot of broadcasting type stuff. I'm on the radio a lot of the time. I do like bits and pieces on This Morning and all of that kind of um, stuff that I never really trained for actually but I think it's just because I talk a lot <laughs> and I talk my way into things and then I find myself there and I'm like oh here we go <laughs> um, and then yeah my big my big thing back into stand up got an, a live agent so I'm gigging all over the country and then back doing the show so if you could you say what if you're one more than the other are you more stand up than actress than writer or are you just like being everything really? I think yeah, I mean, I think it's not even if if I like it or not. I think you just have to be. You know, you've got to be. Multi- I, I will say this when I do go in and work with um, students or you know people who want to be actors and stuff. They'll say, "Oh, I want to be an actor," and I'll go, "Well, an actor in what? Oh, okay, uh, TV actor. It's not enough." What do you mean? Well, you need to be able to cover all of it, but yet be specific enough to know what your ultimate goal is. So I can say to you, my ultimate goal is X, Y, and Z. So you, everything you do, you you do one step towards it a day. And what is X, Y, and Z? Uh, I, I think <laughs> is to no is uh, to have my own show um, that I have written or co-written and leading in on Netflix. It yeah. sounds to me like that is going to happen, the way <laughs> things you. are going. And, and, and you talk about this show and, and the excitement with that, and then it's going to go to Edinburgh. Mm. And I'm, I was talking to um, Flo and Joan yes, uh, last yeah. week, and they actually were not too keen on Edinburgh. They were like, I'm not sure if we're going to go this year. Mm. Is Edinburgh really, really important? I mean, it's horrible, it's what it is. <laughs> oh, somebody else says it. So yeah. you, you bust a gut, you get all this we money. We collectively hate it, for right. sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like it's... There is no platform out there like it. That's what I would say. It doesn't mean it's enjoyable, but I've done Edinburgh's before where I've, I've had a really good year and then I've gone, oh, I better go back the next year. And then that year is flopped and I've got really bad reviews and I've been like, oh. And then you realize, well, my heart and soul was not in that show. I just did a show for the sake of it. Um, and of course, that's a year's worth of work plus. So. I'm for the first time excited about The Fringe because I have been working on it longer than all the others. It's a very personal story and and I really believe in it and I'm already getting you know, women's aid and all these exciting people coming forward. But also, with a title, How to Train Your Psychopath, yeah. I mean, everyone is going to come to that. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> We're just working on poster design now and basically copying some of the How to Train Your Dragon images <laughs> with me riding on the back of a dragon. And are you allowed to do that? Well, yeah, but we'll make it look so different that it's not. I mean, <laughs> but the reason that we've done that, the question is, can you train a psychopath? And the answer is <laughs> <laughs> no. And what do your family think about, you know, your parents... 
background in writing loads of kids, kid-friendly books. Yeah. Now you're writing a, a show about a psychopath. But what, yeah. what, what, what do we think about your whole career I mean, and the show? they've just accepted it now. It's gone too long. <laughs> I mean, my first show was called Diary of a Dating Addict, and my mum was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> um, they've, uh, they I, say write about what you know. Though, yeah. They? I mean, I, would, I, I wouldn't invite them to a club set gig, like a stand-up gig, because you have to really... I mean, I just did a gig uh, a couple of days ago at the Hard Rock, and it was, um, you know, late night. Helen Bauer, who's brilliant, was there. Um, and I was like, look, you can't just do... But then, you know, two days before that, I was in um, uh, Farnham, and it's a very different audience, so you've got to just cater. But for my, my solo shows, I think, um, they're fully, they're, re- you know, really supportive. Um, in fact, my dad is my co-inventor to help me create the psychometer. So, um, did you get a cut? Um, no, I shouldn't mention that. Surely <laughs> not. Actually, we've got a percentage of profits going to women's aid. So I was like, Dad, you can't you take any. <laughs> so, so they're really supportive. And what about uh, when you said I want to go to drama school? And, and that, was, was there any, a moment when it was like, really? Are you sure? No, no. They just they've. I've just been really lucky. We had an incredible childhood where it was creativity and imagination and you know whatever you want to do just do it I think um, we when we grew up in you know this with children's books being tested out on us and all these like were your parents sitting by your bed at night like with a note I mean quite literally like there's a book called Chimp and Z which is about two monkeys I'm Z my twin is Chimp like you know that's our our childhood and our parents um, we come from Irish Iranian upbringing worked kind of basically from nothing um, so we always ha- we were shown you know like if you want something enough just go for it and you'll get it mm. um, unfortunately the, the industry that I'm in is riddled with just so much rejection so now I don't tell I used to be like oh mum I've got a casting for blah 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 and then two weeks later she'd be like did you get it and I'm like what I can't even remember no probably not <laughs> so you kind of less detail now less detail yeah, yeah fair less enough. detail and, and when you graduated from drama school because there's that, that moment isn't there when you're like right what am I going to do yeah, now yeah Was your, did you get an agent quite quickly no uh, well I so I went to Alra the Academy of Live and Recorded Arts which is where Susie Ruffle and Miranda Hart and Bridget Christie it's got a, like a really strong flavour for some reason of female comics and you know strong female comedians so in my third year, I'd already written my first show, uh, and it was a character show. And I'm quite a good. How do I, <laughs> basically, uh, so what had happened is I'd gone round Central London. I had a couple of copies in my bag. I was walking past what looked like quite a busy venue doorway, and I was like, "Oh, it's Nicholas Parsons." So I went up to him, of course, why wouldn't I? And I went, hi, Nicholas Parsons. And he said, hello, what's your name? I said, Maddie, what are you doing? He said, I'm at the stage New Year, going to the stage New Year party. I went, oh, can I come in? There's a theme here with how you operate, I feel. <laughs> and he said, well, it's invite only. And I went, oh, that's a shame. And he said, well, I, I do have a plus one. And I said, can I be your plus one, Nicholas Parsons? And he said, yeah, of course you can. So I went in with Nicholas Parsons. And by the time I'd left that, that room... I'd given out my business cards and my scripts and I'd got my first show produced at the Canal Cafe Theatre. You have to be ballsy, <laughs> don't you? You've got to. I mean, I'm not, bear in mind, I'm not always like this. But always say, oh, you're so high energy and you're so motivated. You, What you don't, this is the social media version of me that everyone has. Yeah. Of course, what you, you you like this morning, as I said to you when I met you today, 
was like half six this morning staring at my screen going this is the worst show I've ever written what am I doing <laughs> um, so there's that highs fine. and lows highs and lows yeah but you know it, it does take a lot of guts to just go up and say to somebody can I come and be but you see I'm, I'm terrible I would go into a room if there's a party and just go over to the drinks yeah and then pick up a drink and then hide in the corner mm. but you're, you're obviously good at networking I think you've absolutely got to be and not all the time I think that was um, I think what I've learned my dad my dad is Buddhist and so what I've learned very much is uh, to be very mindful and to be very grounded so I, I think probably not back in those days this is quite a, maybe the last three or so years I meditate every morning I am very I'm, I'm very in tune with you know trying to keep things calm and steady and stable and so when I do that I can check in with how I'm speaking to myself and what I want from that day there's um, this thing called the six phase med- meditation which I, I learned about which is great it's a 20 minute meditation every d- morning I do it and it's basically how you map out your day so I do that now every morning and then when I need to be game face networking out there then I've got enough energy stored for me to be able to do that. Like that, that's a really great idea because um, there is this thing, isn't there? That you know, I'm going to be happy when I've got that job. Yeah, or yeah. Or everything's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. So if you can, like you say, keep yourself grounded, mm. um, because the, the knockbacks can send you under if you're yeah. not careful. They really can. And I think even though it's really difficult, especially last week, I really <laughs> try and to have my like I do my gratitude I'm, I have things that I'm grateful for at the end of the day I mean last week I spent the entire week being like I'm grateful for nothing I hate this industry and, you know and I, t- I actually took my what I a thing that I do quite um, I would say every three months is I delete all my apps I get off social media I'm so impressed I, I had to honestly I was at a point where I'd emailed all, my live agent and my my acting and comedy agent and I was like I'm done I sent this blanket thing out I mean <laughs> Because I've never done that before, but honestly, this time I was like, you know. I so, how did you claw yourself back from that then? Did somebody tell you, oh, come on, don't be so silly? My agent, my agent Ellie at, um, at Noel Gay, which is she's a brilliant agent, just uh, emailed me. She was like, oh, shut up, Ellie. <laughs> and actually, that's quite. You know, I was like, no, I do. You're not listening to me. She's like, Maddie, whatever. You're doing a new show, so you can't. Yeah, but I'm not doing anymore. She's like my, my inner child. She, she, I was going to say, yeah, I've just got two nine-year-olds, and it's kind of feeling quite similar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you just needed that, really, and then I you just, kind of felt better. Yeah. You probably felt better after yeah. shutting it all out. It's the compare and despair thing, though, that social media gives us that kind of... Because I remember that, that rejection happening, and I've had bigger rejections than that, but I don't know what it was about that one. And I went on Facebook, which I never really go on anymore. And a friend of mine was like, oh, I'm in the new season of Killing Eve. And then went on Twitter and it was like, oh, I'm, I'm not even graduated from drama school. And I've just been made a wrecked series regular on ITV's Coronation Street. And I was like, oh, oh God. Yeah, you have to get off that then, don't yeah. you? And yeah, and that is my... And, and so, and I spoke to my one of my really close friends, Sakodjla, a brilliant comedian. And she um, she was saying to me, you know, oh, just mute. I just do like a heavy mute. And I was like, it's, it's too late for me. I'm going on. <laughs> I just deleted all the apps. It felt great actually. I'm back on them now. <laughs> and do you feel find that though, being a female comedian, there's a really good network of women to, to support each other, and, and not just women, but just comedians, funny people. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good to chat to each other and see how you're doing. Apart from when somebody gets a part in killing Eve. <laughs> but, you know. I think you you very much have to find your tribe. And I, I've, I'm, I always was like, I'm not going to be friends with comedians because I don't want to hear about it. And actually, two of my closest friends are Sir Godfrey and Tanya Moore, both brilliant female comedians. 
and and then I have you know my out of work friends as they say yes and it's quite important to me to have that to not just keep otherwise your whole life is work and I'm trying to get better at that um, but yeah and, I've, and I'm, I'm with Mirth Control for, for my life and, and Norgay for everything else and, and it's quite good to have that kind of strong backbone of support that you can fall back on uh, I used to get this same thing said to me all the time which was by previous agents that was oh she's, uh, she's really self-sufficient she'll be fine all the time and then I'd be like I haven't had a casting in six months yeah but you'll get something you're self-sufficient I'm like does self-sufficient pay my rent no <laughs> And do you find being a twin as well? That um, it's just interesting for me because I've got twins. Oh. And do you find that you've always felt stronger because you've got somebody, or, or do you hate each other? You no, know, it could be bad. No, we're very close. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, we definitely do. I mean, he lives in Berlin, and my sister lives in Geneva, so we're all very spread out. Oh yes. Yeah, um, but we are still very, very close. And um, t- he, Tom, my twin, he's he's an incredible artist, um, and he's been really supportive to me. You know throughout really as all my family have I've, I've been really lucky in that way and because I know you do voices so do you kind of ring him up and do a silly voice down the phone no luckily? but men have broken up with me many a time because I've done that and they're like Stop. what there's no reason for yeah, that yeah it does you'd say that now you think oh it's really fun you can do all these voices and then after time you'd be like shut up Maddie <laughs> 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 and, and going back to Edinburgh, because obviously that is sort of not still quite a long way away. But mm. I'm interested in terms of. Oh, um, keep saying sorry. That. <laughs> no, it's good. Oh, please, it's not for another three years. <laughs> but how far ahead do you have to book a venue and get all that? So planned? I'm just booking mine now. Okay. So yeah, just now. So I reckon by February I'll have a venue. Obviously, the extra thing on top for me is is my is my brand partner as well. So, so they come along. Um, they do come along it's it's finding for me it used to be let me just find a brand because I need the money and now it's very <laughs> I much don't care what it yeah is. and now it's very much like it needs to be the right brand that I'm working with because especially for this tour you know I'm offering up a lot on a plate um, you know obviously in return for some money but all, what I'm doing is effectively a year's worth of marketing campaign for a fraction of what they would spend on marketing so it needs to be a mutually beneficial partnership, really. So that's what I'm in the midst of doing right now, It's finding that part, that company. And, and how confident do you feel at this stage about how the show is going to go now that you're... It's a difficult question. I think, I think if you'd have asked me that yesterday, I would be really panicked. This morning, up to about... 10 o'clock still very panicked and then I just you sometimes when you're writing at a big hour like that you get these like little glimmers of light that just shine through that you go oh oh I'm, I'm really happy with that bit and it will be it will be you know the audience I mean you probably forget it when you do the show but the audience it was just like five seconds or something like that but for you you think oh good now I can see something because right now I've got my structure and I'm happy with it ish it would change a hell of a lot um but yeah, it's just, I have to keep going in and just, because like I said, the subject is, you know, I guess also quite triggering for people as well, it will be. Um, it's about how to lace that with comedy and, you know, a sense of warm-heartedness and, you know, opening up a conversation, really. And do you always write, you said it was six o'clock this morning, is that the time that you, is good for you or is it any time? <laughs> it's 
it's any time really actually it just happened that I it was really annoying because I really wanted to have a bit of a lion and I got up at like half five my brain was like oh what about this bit I'm like oh for god's sake so I was at my desk at six this morning but I find that uh, unless I'm obviously gigging late, then I can't. I'm not very. I'm not a very very late worker. You know, nothing past kind of ten. But I do sometimes work up to about ten, eleven. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't sit there in front of a computer and just write. It doesn't really work like that for me. Um, and having done the, the drama degree, mm. did you do the writing while you were there? I mean, or has it been more a, a recent thing? Has, or has writing been something that you've been doing? Writing has been something I've always done. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I, do, I couldn't. I mean, I didn't um, do a degree in writing or anything like that. I it, I'm completely self-taught. I'm basically like the hero of self-taught in anything <laughs> that you can think of. I mean, when I decided I wanted to have my own production company. That was me because I was like, I'm going to cut out the middleman and I can use it as a, a base for other people. I can. I but just you need must to... have got advice from people. Um, I think I would go to family members for that. In that particular instance, I was really lucky actually because I decided on the Monday I should have a production company. By the Tuesday, I taught myself how to write a business plan. So I wrote a you know, 30-page business plan. By the Wednesday, I'd learned what an angel investor was. And by the Monday of the next week, I had my first 20K investment. And we'd launched the company, and it was a limited company by the following week. So you really should be doing, like, more of this <laughs> and less of the, you know, forget the writing, forget that. Just kind of launch loads of companies. I know, but, you know, that in itself is... I'm a, I'm a massive perfectionist, and I... Um, I, I want to, like my investor, he is brilliant and he's really supportive, but I want to be able to give that back and he, um, you know, we basically co- collaborate a lot on, on ideas and he'll help me with the business stuff, so I'll go, you know, um, we're doing budgets at the minute for the production company for uh, a set of online content for a, for a big brand, so I'll go, look, this is what I've done, can you look at it, and then he'll give me notes and etc. so it's really useful to have that. And how did you... That's in a week. How did you find that? I mean, where did you where did you begin? <laughs> when it's uh, when something you decide to do, I, that's just what. Yeah, um, I, there's a thing called the Angel Investment Network, and it's an inve- it's a network of brilliant business people. Uh, quite often, people who are willing to give up a little bit of money in order for what, in return for like you know shares in your business or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I mean, what I was offering was basically, I don't know if this is going to work, but um, it will do at some point, and I think. Um, when we met for the first time I was very um, conscious to say you know uh, this is what I want this is my vision and I know kind of how to do it but it's it's going to be learning on the job and I was just lucky that he kind of stood by me and he said you know he takes one project a year that's a bit of a fluke and he just it's more on the person and, and I was that person so do you get a buzz the same sort of buzz when an audience go yeah that was amazing when you get, get a deal like that yeah I mean I, you know touch wood and I'm sure it'd be fine um, to get this next brand sponsor because it's you know it, it, I'm, I've been sometimes it's been like end of July and the fringe is starting in a week and I still haven't got a sponsor I mean it is close yeah. um, plus I'm trying to pay my whatever it is a grand and a bit rent and everything else on top so uh, what I try and do is create, like I, I have two companies, my academy, which is called the ADC, um, which operates in King's Cross, but that is the, I teach on it when I can, this is the one I'm doing in January, and all sorts of other things, and that is basically, it ticks, serves the purpose that I want to, you know, help and offer advice, and then also network with amazing creatives, mm. and I can pay my rent, and then the production company falls into, it will take longer, but the payoff is bigger, it just will take years, 
And then of course I've got my show stuff, which is really just, there's no money in it yet, but it's long-term career, for, you know. Yeah, and also it's a way for you to write and be creative. Totally. You've got to have... You've got to have a bit of everything, haven't you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I know that you love teaching because you've got mm. got your, your your other business, I guess mm. you say. Um, and I guess for, you, you enjoy sharing all the stuff that you've learned because it's very difficult when you're first starting yeah, out, isn't it? Is. What advice would you give to anybody who's just sort of at the very beginning? Come to one of my courses. <laughs> Apart from that, um, I would say. <laughs> don't listen to other people and sometimes try not to listen to the voice in your head I would say just blindly keep going and although people go that's terrible advice it's actually not because I think that um, people are stopped in their tracks so often and I always um, remember there's that cartoon and it's two guys and they're digging for diamonds and then the one guy is digging on one side on the right and he gets his diamond and the guy on the left looks over and he's like oh damn it right and he jumps into the other path and he starts digging them and then when you see in the x-ray that he was very close to getting his diamond he just needed to keep on his same path so I would say it's very much the same thing keep doing you and keep doing what you're doing and know and trust and believe even just 80% of the time that it's going to work out a lot of self-belief is a really, lot of really self-belief. important. It's the only thing, really. And if we look back at sort of pivotal moments in your career mm. and when it all kind of went right for you, and we're still, you know, mm. we're on the way still, mm. but um, getting that sponsorship at the very beginning was, was huge to get you to Edinburgh. And, yeah. And, and also, uh, I saw, I think I saw a clip of you on this morning talking about the, the other sponsorship mm. you did with uh, My Single Friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that was massive. But what, what other points? Having supported parents yeah I think that too and uh, I, I think probably my, my first commission for Radio 4 was was a big thing that's really when I started learning that I could be you know my writing doesn't just need to be a big you know script or a show or something my writing can be sketches and topical and and that was very early on so then I started doing a lot of sketches for Radio 4 so I think that was a big one for me mm. I have you know done a few sitcoms on BBC Three yet I'm I'm basically in a field where if you don't stop if you stop giving out no one's going to care yeah. so you've got to keep making yourself visible and Get yourself reinventing yourself yeah. in whatever way you can and that's basically so right now I would say I, I, I'm certainly rising but I'm nowhere near where I know I can be and I know that sounds egotistical but you've kind of You've got to believe in yourself enough. And we, like I said to you, you know, in it, women don't do this. And it's not, you know, narcissism or being a psychopath. It's, it's, it's self-belief. Um, so I just I just keep going. Yeah. Don't delete your social media yeah. apps then. <laughs> no. But you kind of have to do I that have occasionally. To. Yeah, I have to. It's getting the balance, I isn't have it? To. Yeah. yeah. So apart from obviously getting this Netflix thing going, mm-hmm. but, but what what is next for you? Apart from I mean, psychopath is, is gonna li- ruin your life for the yes. next six months. Yes. I don't mean ruin. Oh longer. It, yeah. yeah. But um, other things bubbling away? We've got some other things bubbling away. I mean we've already got some interest for from some TV people for this. Um, so that would be really exciting because you know we'll see how that takes shape. Um, we've got I'm doing all the academy stuff, so I was, like the big one is is in January our next big course, uh, and then yeah, working on um, I'm working on some factual entertainment stuff. Um, so that's a bit different. That's a bit different. I've actually created a lot of treatments for some fact dense stuff that I'm really. And what I kept hearing time and time again was, oh, we love it, but your profile needs to be bigger. Oh, we love it, but your profile... And that's fine. And I used it at the beginning, you know, eight, nine years ago. I'd think, well, if you give this to me, then my profile will be bigger. (laughs) 
But now I kind of know that everyone has their time. And so what I do is I just hold on to them. So now one of them has already got some, some interest. So that one, we'll see where that one goes. Um, for me, I think it will very much be... Uh, I've got... Uh, actually, I don't think I can talk about that. So forget that. <laughs> there is some a, a nice... Um, big BBC promo that's going to come across the, the BBC that you'll see in um, end of January, beginning of February so that'd be nice, that's a great campaign to be involved in That sounds exciting. Well that's just, you know do you ever get time, do you, do you think because like, I know you say you, you get rid of all your social media apps, but you have time to get a break because I know when you're self-employed <laughs> and you just think you're going to miss something mm. if you turn your phone off or if you don't check your emails, do you get time to go away? I go to Devon I'm really lucky to be able to do that my mum my and dad live in Devon, I'm going straight after this actually um, which is you don't realise how much you need it until you're there Um, so I'll often be like bit of home cooking yeah a bit of home cooking but just to be to be in space you know to have some space around you and often I find like when I'm writing shows or writing scripts that I'll go there with my laptop and I'll just sit and and I'll be like oh it's really quiet oh god I need to go to the shops oh nothing's (laughs) open oh there's no shops and I'll like it'll be about a day's worth of me being really like oh I need to go back to London this is too uh, why is it dark there's no street lights I can't see anything there's no road markings there's cows everywhere and then I'll have a day of that and then I'll suddenly just like let go and I won't realise it and then there's just all this tension that's dissipated and then I can really write and actually this is quite nice this is really nice and then I'll come back to London and I'll be completely reset and that'll last about 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> but you will have written something that maybe you something. would not have written if you've totally. been, been here so that's my kind of time Go-to away place. yeah yeah oh well it just sounds so exciting so um <laughs> the psychopath I'm sorry I just every time I see the title it makes me laugh yeah good 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 good, good. um so the artwork's all happening and then that's all we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see more of this next yeah. year yes. definitely so it'll all be I guess March time March-ish time will be. I mean, Jack, on my website actually, on my madianhot.com, on my list of upcoming shows, work in progress shows for for the for that. Um, mainly in London, and then I'll be doing Leicester Comedy Festival, Guildford Fringe, uh, Bath Comedy Festival, plus a whole load of other venues. And it will change. And as it you will move. change massively. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we'll be doing a big uh, national uni university tour, um, right in the run up to Edinburgh, and then of course I'll do that. Well, listen, it's inspiring talking to you. I just, I just feel, oh, I just need to go. Right, today is Monday. By Friday, I would have got 50 grand. That was a one-off week in my life. Everyone always says that. It's like the Craig David song, isn't it? Yeah. I'm mad. No, yeah. I'm mad. you should write something like that. Although he might see you. I just think it's inspiring, and I think it's lovely that you, you're sharing what you know as well with Thank other you. people yeah. as well. So best of luck with it all. Thank you so really much. lovely to see you. Thank you. Thanks, Mandy. Thanks to Maddie for sitting down for a cup of tea with me. You can follow her on Twitter at Maddie underscore Anholt. Underscore, I think that's right. It's the it's the line, the under the under the underneath line. You know what I mean. You can find it, I'm sure. And you can follow us on Twitter at Where Go Right. If you love comedy, we've got past episodes with Flo and Joan, Al Murray, Andrew Dawson, Maureen Lippman, Adam Buxton, and Paul Mayhew Archer other episodes which might be quite humorous as well you can subscribe and rate us on podbean itunes and spotify and thanks as always to megan for brilliant production and laura for the music see you next week this episode of where did it all go right is sponsored by pearson pearson is the world's learning company supporting talent and helping everyone to make progress in their lives through learning Working with teachers and education experts, Pearson provides a wide range of qualification routes, 
so you can pick the course which suits you best to develop your creativity and stand out in the crowd. Visit them online at go.pearson.com forward slash where did it all go right.